0: Welcome back to the DJ Sessions Presents the Virtual Sessions where we feature the best DJs, producers, and industry professionals from around the world. I'm your host, Darren. And right now I'm sitting in the virtual studios in Seattle, Washington. And on the other end, on that side of the camera, or the other side of the world, coming in from Berlin, Germany, because you know there are a few of them I found out. Is we got Heiko Laux. I hope I got that right. Yeah, oh, you got it. All right. Nice awesome. Heiko, thank you so much for coming on the DJ Sessions today. No um, you know, you're based over in Berlin. You've been in this game for just a little bit of time now, correct? If I was doing my research right, you you started your label in 1994. Were you DJing before that? Or was yeah. this something you got it? you were DJing before that. Tell yeah. me about you, your starting – the startup of your passion coming from five kids and being the youngest of five kids – were you did you come from a musically inclined family and then fall into DJ as part of that or was this something all the older brothers the, the siblings were like we did our own thing and you chose to do yeah that? my
1: my older siblings of course yeah yeah they they uh, they had jobs first they had the money they'd start buying records and i was like oh what is that what is this sound so i kept on uh, like uh, borrowing some of my siblings My older brother then already went to DJ and took me along like regionally, smaller clubs. There was like him playing for two hours and someone else did then a foxtrot round so people could dance foxtrot like in the 80s. Uh, And so um, I started to share collection with them, uh, with my brother. And so it's just more capacity to buy more records. I was enthused I jumped into it entirely. My family, uh, not so much. They have been looking for an outlet for me and didn't understand my DM, uh, demands, right? So, like, I, I didn't really like uh, a regular, like, uh, uh, piano sound, like a real grand piano sound. Yes, this is my thing. I would love to learn, but, like, a regular one to start with, I didn't want to. I can have a, I can have a violin, you know? It's like, I want a synthesizer. <laughs>
0: you
1: know? So I need a tape deck to, with a hard touch to do dub mixes and stuff and like, so I could manipulate and uh, yeah, so that's, uh, but um, m- m- my parents were like more get a real job, you know, uh, this kind of thing. And they put me into a marching band with age 12. And I think uh, I, that sometimes, sometimes still shows in my music, I think that I had like snare drum to play in a marching band and, and you know. And I, I learned uh, maybe age ten. I learned the, maybe one march, and then we went to a festival, and we had to go parading, and I played just all the pieces just out of my memory. I heard them like twice, and then let's go, and it's like, oh, that's good. You can now play everything.
0: <laughs> At what age did you play your first DJ gig? like in a club or was it, did you start out maybe playing in obviously in your bedroom, like most people start practicing in their bedroom, but what was your first club gig? And do you remember that?
1: Uh, a club gig, um, I, 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 a cornerstone I remember, uh, uh, not even having started the label, I ran a bar named Councilor Ant as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that started even a year earlier. And then, you know, some of the artists walked in there, it's like, oh, it's great. We have no place here. And that made it possible to start the label. And in 93, I had a, a, a only because of this, uh, I had the bar. It was listed somewhere. I got asked to play in uh, uh, Mühlhaus uh, and then in, uh, in Basel. And so, like the three corner uh, country. So I had a German gig and then rode over to... For the after hour to Mulhouse, France. Right. So I had one night in three different countries in '93, like to play and to perform. One worked. night? One in one night. Yes. No. This is all very close by. It's like twenty oh, kilometers okay. over, and then you're in, then you're in France, and then oh. there's the after hour. So you play some more in the after hour. So and then going with it by car all the long distances and something like that, like you did in the '90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right so I, I, this is a cornerstone yes if i really have played clubs before yeah regional yes yeah but it doesn't really count that
0: standards i think and when you were running the bar the pub and then running the label and then you started djing when did you kind of make the transition were, did you ever become a full-time dj like okay this is now my career and and Or did it take some progression, like running the label, running the pub, and then later on down the line, it all came together and you were able to do it as a full-time job?
1: Um, I think uh, I, I stopped my job in 92 to do this, um, and then I uh, was a bit confronted with the business end of the label. So I started also working. Uh, I think three days a week at a Neutron a Neutron Distribution out of Offenbach near Frankfurt at the time, which gave me, you know, how do I do promotion? You know, uh, how many test white labels I need for promotion, and and so and uh, how to connect it to pressing plants and all. Uh, that uh, they wanted me because uh, I have a background in whole uh, and then there's like oh yeah someone has a qualification and is into this we can use them so um, this is how i ended up there and it was um, um a lovely period i have to say it was the uh, ricardo Villalobos lobos in the warehouse you know then uh, and 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 he would just like um, collect the records for the stores and compile them uh, uh, for shipment and then uh, tear up the empty boxes and then sometimes we left for a drink or so uh, yeah, no and, career started yet, and uh ah, some more,
0: you know. And and you started your label, please. I hope I get this right. Kanzleramt, <laughs> plant, <laughs> Kanzleramt, Kanzleramt, like
1: like. Kanzleramt, yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah yeah. And you started that in 1994. Was that done because? You wanted to produce music or you were looking for other artists to work with and produce things? Uh, no, I
1: was already producing that uh, music uh, like a long time. So um, okay. uh, I got my first uh, little moped and pay- went, uh, drove some uh, villages over to get me a synthesizer. You know, so as soon as I made some own money, I-, I bought the gear. And uh, actually, uh, the f- some friends of my brother, they kind of heard when they were visiting what I was doing. And they kept asking me, come on, do me a tape. This is cool stuff. I want, it. I want a tape. So And it's like, oh, no, I don't really want it. I give you 10 marks. Okay, 10 marks. Okay, I come back next week, I'll have you tape. And so slowly, more demand. I raised the prices a little bit. I bought me a double tape deck so I could copy that. So then I had uh, every other week uh, uh, people coming over it's like, oh, I want the new tape. And so when I used all the money to, uh, you know, buy new records to get in these B-side mixes and, and you know, uh, and all of that, that was really fun because I, I was always kind of made doing it, you know, as an as an example and in in, that counts for other structures as well.
0: And was that something, did that ever lead into getting you radio play? Did any of those tapes ever get in the hands of any... Any local radio stations? Because I mean, obviously, the internet. I
1: didn't internet think that was, far at the time. I didn't yeah. think that far. I just spent the money to buy more records. That's all. Yeah. That's all The internet. You know, the obsessiveness, I, I was very obsessed with it. and And, and I only had the one turntable who could actually pitch. And then plus minus six uh, percent, and the other one couldn't. So I had a, a permanent groove in my in my in the nail of my little finger, because I had to like slow the record down <laughs> to in order to make a mix, which is you know to regular decks this is extremely difficult. But that's what I had. Yeah. So I learned with the with like hard the hard way, you know, <laughs> and I had to start over many times. Uh, you know, like a, a forty-five minute side of a tape. And then the last one is kind of like, ah, oh, the damn drive kind of, like, it wobbled. I didn't want this anyway, so I had to memorize up front and then do the same thing again.
0: That seems what? like a really lot doable. of work, but that, that goes right into my next question. How much of a perfectionist are you?
1: Oh, okay, I'm a bad one. You know, it's <laughs> like, so I'm, I'm, you know, I can... Uh, if you let me work on it, I'm I'm probably... Die of hunger, you know, before I get it ready. So I, I think I, I, I kind of over the time I kind of gave up to get it a little, a really like perfect uh, and, and switched over to kind of like uh, be in the moment. Uh, and I had to learn really that uh, the best moments uh, in the club are when you did a mistake or you felt like you're doing a mistake and you want to pull yourself out of it again. So the next 15, 20 minutes are really the ones shining. You know, where I do my best, like, oh, yeah, you weren't really awake for that one. And then, uh, and then this uh, kind of, you know, as a method of working out of that bundle.
0: Yeah. And do you, when you make a track, uh, do you go out there with the intention of, of making it popular? Or, or do you make it just to satisfy yourself and, and success is kind of a nice side effect?
1: Um i m most of the times I don't have a target really i i i i just just start fiddling with something and then oh this could fit along this could fit along i'm very uh, much of the comping end of thing or like uh, uh, uh i think I, li- I also like the super collider method like where stuff collides on your board and then it it's having this energy it's like oh <laughs> it's, uh, serious like I wanna work with that and it's uh, um, and so I'm, I follow this trail. I am much more productive, I have to say, if I do have a grid uh, or keep one in mind. What what do I want to do? So I had a, a a nice night being out, and uh, the next day with this kind of grid for that kind of floor where I've been. It's like I I want to do it for that. Um, uh, they turn out to be the more popular tracks, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but that's the only thing I have in mind is just want to capture capture the energy and then I'll go to somewhere something similar what I think I've taken away what little detail made the special energy
0: and I mean starting out in the 90s you definitely came out of a hardware yeah absolutely. You know, hardware um, <laughs> but, but, what's the word I'm looking for not hardware genre a hardware era a hardware era do you still continue to this day with the same hardware setup in your studio or have you moved oh, no. to software? Uh,
1: mix it up. Totally. Uh, the, m- most of it. I think at this point, all my mixes have been, you know, with the output gear has been captured audio already. And so, I'm, so I can man- manipulate it further.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you ever make any music that's outside of your genre that never gets released?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but up to now, I almost kept it for myself. Um, um, uh, when uh, In the concerto his- history, I did uh, offshore funk uh, uh, as a project, which was more in the fusion-y jazz area. Um, but also, like, you know, the early 2000s, like 909 drives and a little tribal, and but but the fusion harmonies. Uh, and so on. And uh, I had a nice studio neighbor, Teo. He introduced me, he's like, Oh you can do that. And if you want to, because he is, you know, he studied on the saxophone. So he has this educated background and he's like, oh yeah, if you want to do it this way, you can arrange it that way. And so I opened up this, this world where, which I basically called song mode. So techno and doing tracks is like really track mode uh, in the way this collision works and produces an energy. Uh, uh, more than uh, the sum of its parts. Um, And I was like, oh, this is mesmerizing, I need to frame it somehow and make it and then I'll make a track, right? Like this element somehow lives, shines and and dims away. And and I want to frame it. So that's then a track. And in some mode, I go like, oh, I need another core to fill in here. And uh, uh, I am so often get stuck writing it and I'm writing like way too much stuff. And then uh, uh, um, I don't know. Then I'm comping it down, take the gems, and then I'll have a mood, like a mood board moment uh, and so on. Then I know how the song will be.
0: Mm And do you feel that the line between DJing and producing has gotten smaller over the years? Um, it used to what be. You know, well, I mean, you hear from a lot of people that there used to be producers and there used to be DJs. Now a lot of DJs are producing. Oh, that's a, a lot of producers have become DJs as well to, to promote. It's kind of like—is it now one and the same, or do you still see a separation between the two in the industry?
1: um well if i think back uh uh on the non techno stuff I'll, uh, i have just finished like nine tracks uh, of of that that's that's impossible i don't i'm not a figure for this kind of music like i wouldn't be uh, expected to dj then like BT things or or something uh uh, or i don't know i was just drifting away with music that's all and i just recorded all of this and i'm thinking yeah it comes from it's not even a label to put that on i'm gonna confuse people so i'm i'm not sure what to do with it and i'm just in in, in the process of organizing all of that but what you were saying is more um uh, that is just a more successful in the way this works. You know, the DJ goes out, travels, the, d- the producer sits in the studio. So not necessarily the same thing. If that is one of the same person, you show your face everywhere. Uh, you only you play good sets, including your own music. You create, you know, this is how this is balanced in a way. And this is the, if you can do both, you're lucky. <laughs> you
0: the okay. time to do both from what I understand. Um, and you know, when it comes to you know promoting yourself, and you know what do, what have you done, or what have you seen with the change in social media becoming so prevalent, so much of a necessity now for an artist to have? I mean, you didn't have social media in
1: 1994. In 92, no, being- no, I a part of me. Uh, if, if I got into the business this way, I, I went to a party, I performed, people have heard this, it's like, I've got to get this dude, you know, on my party, you know, and so like, and then people came and checked it out, so this is how my business was growing, it was entirely based on performance. Mm-hmm. And I never signed up to be on social media to get this uh, somehow forward. If you look at my Facebook face, it's bloody boring, you know, I'm not posting much, I, I kind of somehow lost the drive, I'd rather be in the studio, you know, where this topic goes right where I have, let's say, the most headroom of everything, you know, that I can, Um, so my agent is uh, uh, sometimes furious with me because uh, I'm a world-class procrastinator in posting things, you know, and then this like, oh, it's over, I didn't post it, sorry, Uh, so um, I don't know.
0: I know nothing about trying to motivate DJs to make social posts about things. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> now we have our resident crew and, you know, I, I love them to death. And then, and, and, you know, one of the biggest things that I stress on them that they can do to help promote themselves nowadays is get on the socials, use the hashtags, go into groups, go into forums, talk to people and build your brand online because the industry now has shifted in a sense where I, I hear a lot of, a lot of uh, booking agents will go and say, Okay, you want to be booked. Let me go check. What are your Instagram numbers? How many yeah, TikTok exactly. followers do you have? Yeah, you no, know, yeah, yeah. well, that's happened to me least
1: already least. 10, 15 years ago. Like, uh, then that wasn't enough uh, Facebook. Let me know when you get to 30,000, I'll book you. It's exactly. like, Exactly. I tore your venue apart like 10 times, right? Uh, so, like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't know i uh it doesn't uh it, it, I, I just want to create you know this
0: is yeah like, and and, 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 and i mean sometimes some of these some of the djs they, they offset and they hire social media managers to come in and take care of that for them which oh, is yeah. great it's all part of the, the marketing the show business i mean if you had a press kit and you're out there and you're 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 trying to put it in the hands of people that was the old have a really good epk you probably heard that term back in mm. the day you know uh, electronic press kit, and, and you try paper, to paper. make that and get it yep. in the hands of everyone. And and then came the flash drive stick or a seat. Well, it got tapes, and then it was CDs. Mm-hmm. You try to hand those out at the club to everyone, and you get the promo and there'd be some great mixes and stuff you'd never hear. But now with things like SoundCloud or even the DJ sessions, it's one of the reasons I started the DJ sessions was to start an online live streaming platform that DJs could come and do their mixes, and then it would live online, and they could use that as a calling card as part of their electronic press kit to reach people and say, this is what I sound like. This is what I look like live. And, of course, later on in life, things like SoundCloud and, and these, these services came out, Spotify. and yeah. You know, what is your take on the dominance that Beatport has on, on the DJ scene for music right now?
1: Um, I don't know if I have a take. Is there is there anything evil happened uh, or so? I mean, DJs they'll gotta have to buy the files if they want to show up with a USB stick and the club's file gotta be on there. You don't want to risk like streaming it from somewhere while you're playing it, you know. So (laughs) you gotta you gotta own the files. So it's a platform where DJs get their files. Did they do anything (laughs) like Spotify style and and supported AI for a hundred million? (laughs) <laughs> or,
0: the services are coming out from what i understand is that you're going to be able to access your library from the cloud and have access to b porter buy a song right there on the fly yeah, while you're yeah. playing a set
1: if there's good you already see this guy it doesn't give a shit yeah. <laughs> no i mean we talked about where where this is coming from right there no that there is my record case, which actually traveled with me. It has actual travel stickers and they fit 80 records in there. And then I, sometimes you have to play some B-sides. <clears throat> the next DJ short doesn't show off if you run long for some reason. And, and I learned that this limitation is creation. Right, so I'm running out of time. I need to put this D- the DJs in the area. I've been put on the spot. And those have been particularly really good nights. If you yeah. you know, if I've been put on the spot and I had to do, okay, I didn't wanna, you know, I left away some warm-up house here records. And now I have to kind of play this on 138 and just make this work. I mean, just like, let's make uh, hope that there's a hard beside. Or um, there was m- music I thought um, oh, you can't do this. I I didn't dare to put this music on, and because I was running out of material, I had to put it on, and that was the arms up moment of the whole night. You know, so this limited crate and your limited USB stick. You, if you bring it to the club, you to have all the music. You're a jukebox, right? like who, who, who comes up to you and says like oh i've met this practice already on people buy and play it it's like what kind of conversation is this going
0: <laughs> i can totally understand it from that standpoint i mean watching electronic music become go from underground to popular you know popular music over the last 30 years you know the, the whole debate is what you just said i mean you take a crate of 80 records with you and that's your that's your ammo for the night Exactly. And if, But if you're out on the road, what happens if you're on tour? Do you bring multiple? Obviously, old school, you bring four or five cases with you if you have to play four or five different events, or are you just going with that whole 80 records for three or four or five events down the road? Well,
1: it, it, uh, the, the 80 records, and sometimes uh, if you had to go longer or uh, to play something particular, you would take an extra bag. Yeah. Uh, but that was pretty much it. That's your limitation, and, and you go with it. You know, I think but, I
0: like the fact that you said you have to get creative with it. You have to make something, and it, 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 to me, I see that as the original art form, and I can understand the debate between the vinyl and the sync button or CDJ. This is part of it. On you know, USB, the the part laptop of it. generations is yeah. like, are you really running out of music, or you never? No, run out no, of music. you have
1: a loop button. You can yeah. you can loop and go to the bathroom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> in in in. 13 years of doing this show, the DJ sessions, I've never learned how to DJ and people mistake me for a DJ all the time. And uh, I, I I am, I actually am a DJ kind of, I only play one during live streams, Okay. Uh, but I'm not really a DJ and I just can see how much work obviously would go in from even just what using the tools of today. There's still a lot of work, but like you were saying with the vinyl, if you're on a badge, you gotta, you, you had to have your finger, yeah, yeah, my,
1: my, true, my like, fingernail was proof of it for like a long time.
0: I mean, that is that is amazing. And you, do you request every set you do is always vinyl, no matter what?
1: Um, No,
0: that was the way to go.
1: You know, like it's 90s. That would like that. You had a CD player, but okay. it was like rack mounted and and there was uh, one company who had it with pitch and the other one they had it without pitch, so you had to adjust f- coming from the record in order to mix in the CD, mm-hmm. which I am totally capable of doing because <laughs> I learned it the hard way.
0: <laughs> but currently, if if on your writer, do you request like Technique 12s for on your no, writer no. when you play? No, it's no, all no, digital no.
1: now. No, I'm coming with my USB stick as well. <laughs> See, this uh. is li- like you can't... So I, I I wrote tons of music, and 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 uh, uh, I played uh, uh, like a set in Carte Blau recently, and and I had like at least ten unreleased tracks of mine in that set, just so. And then I didn't press them up to vinyl, and and so I, this is only possible if you bring the files. I I, I transitioned in from in 2000 because my precious records did never return to me after a direct flight from Düsseldorf to Berlin and um, uh, I had archived I think the most of it It It's still a hard loss and then I transitioned to the Serato system Uh, so I had the files but I still was using vinyls and then at some point I didn't bring the vinyls no more. And then at some point I didn't bring my computer no more. So uh, at the end, uh, it's about the music. It's not really about the medium. I know I'm pissing off vinyl lovers, especially for, you know, you have these b-sides you could use and this collecting and having, but as a medium, uh, 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 you know, it's, it's not, you know, a lot of love go to, goes into this to make it work. And to make it sound good and it has its own warm charm and everything um but um um, you know as i did the track in the studio it's digitally captured and it would go into vinyl production with that master and so mastering guy would try to adjust everything what pops out on the acetate or the snare drum we, we have to have to take it way down because if you cut it it will pop out again and so like all this extra care goes into this new loop. And so then this, this is a process and then it gets copied around before you have the stamper and finally start pressing records. Uh, and that's that. That's also a limitation, not having a loop button and the track you wanna play is only three minutes long. All right and, and, and then uh, at the end, there is an actual beat to mix, uh, it's just a sequence left. So you have to come up with something like really quick and there is no manipulating it. You're playing all the records a little bit too fast. So the three minutes on the label were actually just two minutes and 30. Uh, <laughs> and, and so you have to come see also limitation and pressure and being put on the spot. And this yeah. is a it's trying, I think, you know.
0: It, so I guess When it comes to 3D printing vinyl, that probably will never happen because of, like you described, the mastering process of making sure the needle doesn't pop out of the groove. That that would have to be a perfect mix in order to get it a 3D printer to make a vinyl record that you can play Uh, in the show.
1: Now, as you you mentioned it, uh, you had to memorize every record, like how loud loud it was, and if it was like uh, somehow the pressing wasn't right and it was making a little soup dish and then you were highly likely to absorb feedback from the room so you could only play this record with a quarter of the bass anywhere pretty much and yeah. then other records they had a decent cut and they would li- would lie solid on uh, the deck and then you could crank a lot of bass you know and actually play with the feedback from the room picked up from the ne- needle to make it nice and boomy and warm you know <laughs> that's so you, in, in 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 that sense, because you always have the needle uh, 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 picking up the audience and and the vibration of the room back, you're manipulating the room mm-hmm. with vinyls in a different way. You know, and I also say like the deck uh, in its in its form is like an instrument to mm-hmm. me. You know, I learned I learned to play.
0: And, and speaking of getting that sound, what was the description you just used? The sound that you guys that, that bassy. You just described a sound in the room ah,
1: well if you put the needle on and ha- don't have the record spin and you would just tuck on it you hear what the needle picks up on vibration so and and i have old sets from the 90s recorded where you can hear the people scream on the, recor- on the recording. Through the and needle? And comes through the vibrating of the vinyl, giving it back to the needle, into the recording. So you're muffled down, of course, but you do hear people freak in recordings and there's no open mic, you know.
0: <laughs> that is awesome.
1: And, uh, so and in, this- this- in this sense, you're manipulating the room. You're playing yeah. with the energy from the room. Like in like, in this case, it's you pick up the sonic waves and a muffled down version. It depends on how good your needle is and so
0: That's true, yeah, definitely. And yeah. Does, does playing to a bigger crowd satisfy you more or do you like more small, intimate vibes I'm, where you can kind of control the yeah, room and see I'm, the people you're playing for?
1: I, uh, I'm more of a club DJ, I think, you know. Uh, I, I, of course I do festivals, but it's been always more, um, this, the clubs is where it's bred, actually. I know, And if you have, if I have a lot of people uh, in front of me, you kind of stick to the plan too much, you know, you don't want to be you avoid being put on the spot uh, uh, with all cost. So and then for bigger crowds, the sets are smaller. So you, you, you play really what you want to play. You fast forward what, uh, and then, oh, that's easy to mix on that. And that's easy to mix on that. And then, you know, and this is more like cornerstoning in is the smaller, uh, smaller set. And then the club, you never know. It's like, oh, you want another drink, you go a little longer. And then you kind of like start experimenting a little bit more and uh, you can challenge the crowds a little bit more. I remember <clears throat> uh like ninety six or ninety seven, must have been ninety seven, I had like a very transy DJ playing at the omen in front of me. And I didn't like it one bit. It kind of was like spilling my my day. I had the uh, Jeff Mills Wave Home Transmission loaded. Where you know it's like really uh like I wanted to play this like harder Detroit style, which was very new and fresh at the time and hasn't been played out like in Frankfurt uh, a lot. And, and I was, uh, I, I, the sweetness just got of me from the trance. It's like, no, I don't want people, uh, to, to, to somehow go with that. And it had all this like girly thing on, uh, on the dance floor. And I picked rock Hood nomination, played the album for half an hour, almost all tracks in, in cuts, it just kicked from feet click. A, a real shot and a hi and so like and, and a one-on-one sequence and that's it and then I, of course I wiped the dance floor entirely like every, I didn't want to see these people dancing to trance and then to my music I did that's, I'm not that radical anymore promoters yeah. so but I, at the time I saw like this was I, I was confused I was all sweeted up till I couldn't take it anymore and then I did that and and uh, the night manager came like he gave me the eye It's like yeah, I, I know. I, I know. I know. But there's other people there. They're waiting for the tunes I'm about to play. And then he came back like two hours later. me, <laughs> a big joint. <laughs> 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 this is, and this, the, the club was exploding.
0: Yeah. Oh, awesome. I but mean... Also, I,
1: I, I can't remember, like, intentionally. Uh, it wasn't in the other DJ's face. I just, I couldn't take the sweetness no longer. <laughs>
0: Who, and speaking of working with people and doing events and, and working backstage, meeting people, I mean, you started almost 30, 30 years ago, roughly. Yeah. Uh, who's been your biggest influence when it comes to your career as an artist and, and why?
1: Uh, um, um, like on a personal level or artistically or...
0: Wow, let's go personal and then we'll talk artistic. <laughs>
1: um yeah, I think my, my older brother, first accessing all of this, and like, he he flew to London and brought back like acid house in in eighty uh, nine, right, or okay. something like when these records were pressed, and I'm going like, oh, I got to, I get to listen to those. Like, <laughs> i like, I'll, I'll be in the future for a little while, but I could pick out things I liked, I didn't like, and then both synthesize them to reproduce these moments for me, uh, in a way, and uh, with that. that is a very significant jump, jump start to uh, compare to what uh, people my age had at the time right so like i got I got this special insight and I think without this jumpstart, uh, and that he was also de even if it was just a regional club and it's like still showing it's possible and I, and I made my made my little track and I want to sound like how Sound of Chicago on um, Charlie, Farley, Jack, Master Funk and Jesse Sounders, Love Can Turn Around, and there's the slamming 909 in it and it's like, oh, well, how do I do the sound? So I tried to approach this a little bit um, uh, uh, and and then I made it, made a track on tape with like the Detroit kind of bass line like that. Uh, and and it, it was a Casio sound, so it had RZ1 sounds. Um, and then my brother played it in the club, like he mixed it in, and then my track all of a sudden you know, I'm 15, yeah. so my track plays in the club. And like, I was like, oh, my God, no one's running away. You know, this is, this is not bad. This is not bad. And so people don't really lie to me when they say, like, oh, you should do this. This is good. You know, so that there I had the proof, you know, 14 or 15 years old, uh, that this works in clubs. And people keep on dancing. They're not running away. You're not terrible. You can do this. Yeah, so that is, you know, very uh, uh, important personal. Um, yeah. uh, of an influence, mm, my parents—they are excused at this point. <laughs> they, they, they never got the support I needed. They, like that's so all. It's all They—they they did great. They did great. I love them. Um, yeah. um, uh, uh, musically everything swapping over at uh, uh, um, uh, from Detroit at that time like we're talking right that under the hardhouse stuff first it was iq stuff it was very mild very transy uh, and then trans actually came up like there uh uh and hardhouse was very much too sweet and then i realized there's import records you know there is uh, Jeff Mills, mm-hmm. Milk robert producing and and, and, and collecting Oh my! Why are we not doing this? Am I feeling alone? Are just the, Mer- the Detroit guys? They they feeling like this? Like how is this all connected? How can they reach me inside and give me that energy? And, you know. And then I wanted to pump it out on the other end, and like getting listened to a track, and is like, oh, this got this has to be loud, and just. Yeah, my parents hated me at the time. <laughs> were,
0: they, were they were they pounding on the ceiling? Turn that down! Turn that. Down. Uh,
1: Ah, no, I think um, uh, I've been music obsessed. Uh, so that didn't really come as a surprise to them. I overdid it uh, at a few times. I think uh, next Christmas I have to write an apology list. <laughs> <laughs> and I had no idea on how to install the speakers correctly. Uh, so I had a, like a very acoustically speakers poses. Uh, and, and I put them like right against the wall because there was no space and needed time to mix and speakers were up in the corner and I on my spot where I wanted to mix I didn't hear anything so I had to crank it all the way the sound was cornering in all all corners of the room just not where I'm sitting so I got no idea I shook the house and I thought like why is it's not going louder, right? So like, instead of like positioning the speakers away from and so on, like everything I know now, but uh, yeah, the auto way of going things can be hard for parents.
0: And, and w- when you're not entertaining others, what do you do to entertain yourself? What, what, does, what, what do you do in your spare time for fun, other than producing time. music or listening music or DJing music or running um, a label?
1: <laughs> uh, I have two doggies here. Okay. Oh, they're actually wondering why they're not up here. <laughs> uh, and um, I have to absorb a lot of material in order to do music. Some Somehow uh, I want to know what's going on in the world and make a good description of it and where it could go uh, and so on. And um, therefore I have to go check out how it really is. So uh, series documentaries a lot. Um, and then I'll pause it and go and work on a track. So I'm like at one hour documentary, I want a half hour documentary I can watch all day. I you know because just some person describes something about music and it's like, Oh, that is totally true. Oh, that hit that really nailed it for me. Just like write that phrase. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and so and it's kind of like opening up uh, that personal space for you. Um, again, by you're not alone kind of feeling right so if someone describes it what you have felt all your life and uses words and you never got to phrase it out uh, that's confirmation it's worth gold to me
0: do you have a top podcast or series that you watch or listen to right now <sighs> no no can't <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, you know, what, what is one of the shows that you would say you watched, the last show you watched where you had that moment that you felt, that's right, they said the right thing?
1: Oh, oh my God. Now you're...
0: Um...
1: <laughs> it, was, um, it was a music, definite, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, a music documentary, and uh, Questlove was in it, but also Bruce Springsteen. And then Bruce Springsteen had this like painful moment, sitting in the band with the uh, uh, the band in the studio for days and trying to come up with an idea, then like the final song uh, to write. And then um, it's all quite silent. And everybody tries, "Ah, and that, it's not not that. And he so describes how this, when all of a sudden this linked together and became a moment of truth uh, in a way, like uh, it was the tiniest thing where it polarized on. Uh, and it's saying like yeah, it can be the tiniest thing where it comes from, really. like mm-hmm. and just so you have to follow that. And then him describing sitting there and just waiting for this moment to pass, like that this moment to come where everything polarizes on. I can't, um, I can't rephrase. Yeah, <laughs> uh, paraphrase badly.
0: <laughs> I just interviewed somebody who does a Bruce Springsteen podcast. Who follows Bruce Springsteen all over, like everything about his career and everything he does? It was very interesting to talk with him. Um, speaking about events, though, coming up, you have a couple of events coming up. Are you? Yeah. Are you? Have you been doing events, or is this something that uh... I've been
1: doing? Karte Blau after the lockdowns here in yeah. uh, in Berlin, which, um, sensationally, I have to say, it was also the last show I played before the lockdowns in 2020 March. Mm-hmm. I played. Uh, Showing like the next week later, the news uh, uh, was like, Oh, we had a, a, a super spreader event at uh, Carter, blah blah blah. And so, like, how they were going up after the clubs and then shut everything down. Mm-hmm. And then that was the first thing I officially played like with full capacity. Uh, uh, and it, uh, it was fantastic, it was very, uh, extremely liberating, I have to say. Uh, because, um, uh, first of all, the, they're not like a techno. Uh, a club really. Um, um, and, 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 and I felt especially honored to be, uh, booked for, Oh, we're trying a techno night. And then I was booked. And then I was the only one for two years. And then they booked me right again, like there. And, and as I was told, the bar has decided, you know, that they're like, Oh, techno guys come in. They're like, ah, oh, no, they can't come back. You know? And I was allowed back. So, uh, that's very much from a consumer point of view. Um, I will go to uh, Belgium in June. I wrote the 21st of June uh, down. Rockerill is the club where um, uh, Fabrice Leek uh, will be there. I think he's like initializing behind all this to get me there like every other year to play. And, and then there's drum court night in Malta, in Malta. Uh, it's, uh, with uh, Joel Muls, from and so on, like Patrick uh, Sieg. And I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be lovely.
0: Will you be attending ADE this year?
1: That's October, right?
0: That's October. It's a little ways. I uh, don't know. I haven't. I haven't booked flights yet. Is this
1: gonna be? Is it gonna be okay to go? Uh, I, I,
0: they they're looking like they're moving forward. We've booked our Airbnb. We're planning to be over there. Uh, we're really super excited. It'll be our first. It'll be my first visit to Europe and my first time uh, going to a music conference. Well, I can't say no. That's not true. I can picked the right one i, I mean, went to i went idea. to winter music conference in 2009 i had a great experience there yeah. but this this going as the dj sessions will be our first time going to ade this year and we're yeah. really excited for it we have some some kind of secret things in the works i can't talk about uh working with the event it's really awesome and i just i'm asking the question because i'm gonna look forward to meeting so many people shaking their hands saying hello yeah. giving some hugs you, oh, yeah, know.
1: you will, you will all day I mean, like, 400,000 people... That's all you, do, for all you do when you're there. You're like, yeah, ah, that's you. I was like, ah, yeah, shakes and have well, a drink. And and give hugs what's, and-
0: what's crazy is our, our planning board for it kind of keeps going, we're going to do this big, huge thing. And then it's like, okay, we're going to do this smaller thing. And we're like, maybe we'll just hang out. Maybe we'll just get there, <laughs> you know, and then see what happens. That's kind of our our plan. And not try to overplan it too much and go too crazy because it just sounds uh-huh. like it's one of the world's most illustrious, biggest music networking kind of festivals in the world. It is. is. Yeah, I've never been there before. Um, There's
1: plenty. There's so many venues. You just can, you know, hop from one to the next, and you just meet the people out. out, You know, there's a lot of friends always coming out, also going in. (laughs) And so there is is not many boring moments to uh, pass. So just, I... I, uh, I, I'm lucky for you. if You get to see. it. Oh, well. thank you. Yeah, I'm yeah, super, super
0: I've been, excited to I've be been, going over Many
1: times, i have not been obviously not the last years, uh, but I think I've been some, some like ten, ten times in a row. And so my agent is from Amsterdam, so um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't know. I know I'm very much like the. Uh, I, I, I don't really. I focus on the music, and then if I'm thinking into that. Uh, I'm not really so left and right, uh, right? It's like, what, what are the others doing? It's like, I so love <laughs> what I'm doing that I'm like drowning. And then, you know, that's the spot I'm at. I'm like, uh, I'd probably say hundreds of pieces to puzzle together. Could this be an album? This is, is this the album where I should change tracks around. <laughs> and then how do I finish it? Then I have to work on them all again to make it the framework for the album. And so like, and then this is a very thrilling Oh, yeah, I forgot I did that, that fits with this, that could be a single, you know, uh, but then maybe, maybe I also use that sound from that for that and it has more of a concept thing. So I do, uh, I don't know, this is the work of a perfectionist. Uh, And one of them, 12, which is going to be for sure called Procrastinator.
0: Procrastinator. <laughs>
1: I, I am a I've been releasing it, you know, it's gonna come out when I say it's ready, and so. My agent is killing me.
0: You know, one thing in in, in DJ producing land, technology kind of moves fast. I mean, yes. thirty years seems like a long timespan, but everything that's happened from nineteen ninety four to two thousand twenty two things are moving so fast i mean we got the the internet now we got computers you know it's not an analog world anymore but the biggest thing that i i ask everyone and looking looking to kind of future proof or move forward looking forward to have you looked at doing anything with virtual reality
1: um like uh, we're not talking nfts no
0: no that's that's usually my follow-up question when i
1: I uh, them, yeah, I, I I I I did a little homework on that, and then yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe uh, if something interesting comes along, yes, I've uh, you know, I I would need to be challenged for something. I feel up for all kinds of things, um, but uh, on the spot, I wouldn't have an idea right now like for the, for the use of like, um, so a writer writes this page and, and, and gets you to tears with it. Right. So his, his medium is a sheet of paper and a pen. And then m- my main medium is like stereo audio, my ears. Right. So, and this is where I try to catch the emotion and, 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 I feel like everything else springs of that pretty much. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so so it has to be coming from this point of view and then it could be anything.
0: Yeah, yeah we we definitely, I, I've looked and always have been a first mover with technology ever since I started doing public access television shows in 1992 and then moved into broadcast television and then moved into podcasting, live streaming, um, you know, and obviously website, the internet, having a website and, and all that out there and then social media. But we're we're really seeing VR as kind of this new frontier that you can go in and rebrand yourself in a, in a different way again, and you know, seeing if artists are gravitating towards that and, and gonna start playing VR nightclubs, it'll never replace. It's like vinyl will never replace a USB drive. A VR nightclub will never replace a real nightclub or festival. But the experience that people are going to be able to have is going to be very unique and you can tailor it. And um, we kind of see VR as being the new website. You know, at Web 3.0, like I was going to go into NFTs. I usually talk about oh. NFTs right after that, which I'm very not versed in at all. Uh, we're, we're exploring it as well and looking into NFTs. But Web 3.0 and the possibilities of what that's going to do, they still say Web 3.0 is a little ways out, um, but it's here and it's starting. And kind of they're usually the early adapters understand the technology before the late I,
1: adapters i mean that's just I think it, this realm is like it's different experiences
0: mm-hmm.
1: right so like in the club you'd be with actual people and the vibe of the room and that um and i just thought while you were explaining a little bit um that i virtually would like to go and it's like i want to see this dj right like i really want to see or want an update or something but in reality, I had something else going. I'm a little drunk. I'm not getting my hands up, right? So yeah, to actually go and see him, and then I think this uh, in the terms of, like I always uh, like a good DJ and also to look. Uh, maybe there is something to learn too. I'll, I'll get inspired. Yeah, and um, and that would be that. That more you're not in the club, you maybe have your headphones on and see or hear even pre- more precise what he is doing. You know, you can hear probably if you attach to the mixer somehow without the room, uh, then you would hear every touch on the mixer. <coughs> to, and then uh, you could like, that would be a great joy for me to see, not only for uh, analyzing, but also like, ah uh, uh, yeah, that I would have done the same move confirmation. Right, so like, and then it is, that is a good thing to know uh, that your heart's at the right place, like what you're striving for, others are striving for as well.
0: I think what you're describing is the next step of virtual reality or what's coming out is called augmented reality or AR. And, you know, where you see DJs that are live streaming right now, I could go to a show and put on a pair of glasses and they could have those cameras all over the boards watching what's going on and I could see that view while seeing the live performance. I could see the overlays of those monitors or those cameras watching yeah. what the DJ is doing, yeah. you know? And then that could be the live stream that's also, also going out yes. as well. <laughs> and I could see the chat room. It's gonna get really crazy here in the next yeah. five years. We're really super excited to see what happens in there. But overall, 30 years, about 30 years plus in the, in the electronic music industry, what is your ultimate goal as a dj producer label owner
1: wow well, uh i i haven't really thought about that <laughs> maybe maybe i don't see the label was already like big in 2003 to five uh, and so on and and it was a complicated procedure to run to build all that uh, mm-hmm. and so um I'm I'm happy when I'm in the studio. I can produce, and I'm happiest when I'm like a medium-sized club, you know, some somewhere between four and eight hundred. That's the perfect work spot for me. And then the the energy is usually what the the audience brings, right? So like if they come with an expectation, and then then you get to fiddle with it a little bit and see where uh, where it possibly could explode and such. And then you can, you can analyze, you can feel that. And then this is like, where do I go from there? This is what makes me happy. You know, I go, I don't know. I don't have that, uh, fantastic vision of success.
0: (laughs) It sounds like you're already living the ultimate goal. Yeah. The ultimate goal. Yeah. If I strive for something like
1: that, I probably fail. Right, so like, and not not because I'm not trying hard enough, or uh, I'm I would have too many stupid idea, ideas to stray away from, you know, what my heart tells me to do, you know, to write and music or to perform. You know? So like, I but as you getting getting off the trail a little bit, that would I would be angry with myself. Well, I just I just keep doing what I'm doing because I love it. You
0: know? Well, you know, is there anything else you want to let our DJ Sessions fans know before we let you get going?
1: Um, yeah, well, canceramp.com, of course, new releases coming up and hyperlogs.com is in bad shape right now. I, 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 I didn't serve it, service it so well. I had this great idea to have, uh, the YouTube videos embedded so you could have it like a record and then have a window and then click next track, click next track. And therefore you had to embed playlists and then, uh, they say, this is no longer, appreciated it is depreciated they said so the playlist function is gone and so all my videos look empty like because they wouldn't display it anymore as a, as a list so i have to make sense right so if they watch the videos commercial free on my end and can't hear the video they can't sell their ads so it makes sense from their point of view uh, but i but i'm like oh man uh, they're, they're, well, there's this Cloudworks release, and, and now there's not even one track. It says not available, then it looks really bad on me, but you changed the rules. I'm, I haven't got a decent idea to come up with that, but basically a lot of catalog to here uh, uh, on those pages.
0: Awesome. And what was the website one more time? The
1: label uh, site? This is up to date. Uh, uh, it's for the label, all the releases, all the artists, and uh, uh, heikolauks.com, easy to remember like it says in that in that corner <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: one of our little t- tricks we can do um well again thank you so much for coming on the dj sessions one last thing before we let you get going you sent us over an exclusive mix for the dj sessions which we will be getting into rotation getting it up there soon and getting it into our shows thank you so much heiko for coming on the show today or actually this evening for
1: you and- the set the set entirely for you and let me know where you put it in and then i'll i'll share
0: <laughs> absolutely and we'll be following up with you here we'd love to stay in contact with you and, and uh keep keep hey, things you going
1: so berlin is worth a trip as well you know
0: we'll have to see if, <laughs> <here>. we'll <laughs> see if <laughs> i survive Europe. amsterdam first before i can go over to berlin but you know what i just i got my new passport or renewed passport first stamp going in is amsterdam Maybe I, have to, I, I don't think I have a layover. We haven't even booked flights yet, but um, we'll see. Maybe there is an extended trip over to Europe. Um, I think that would be really awesome. I'd love to see you and hang out with you for a day or two. Yeah, cool. All if right. I,
1: imported, go. Or I need to go too because it's getting Yeah, I close the windows. It's boiling. I'm under the roof. I'm boiling. It's like 30 oh. degrees out there.
0: I have my air conditioning
1: unit on. Oh, so uh, st- yeah. We, the air conditioners. we open the windows at night. Right.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the DJ Sessions. We'll be talking I to you do. soon. Yeah,
1: see you soon. Talk soon.
0: On Take that care. note, don't forget to go to our website, thedjsessions.com. Find all our socials there. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Meta, our virtual reality nightclubs. It's all there at thedjsessions.com. This is Darren coming to you from the virtual studios in Seattle, Washington. The Heiko Coming in from Berlin, Germany for the DJ Sessions. And you know what happens on the DJ Sessions? The music never stops.